Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com cards. From Studio X at the brand new KNKX Studios overlooking Elliott Bay, I'm Abe Beeson with a KNKX Studio Session performance with John Pizzarelli. Learning the deep history of jazz guitar from his father Bucky and his many friends, John Pizzarelli is a master of the Great American Songbook. He's recently expanded his repertoire with a recent tribute to Pat Metheny and also producing an album of standards by James Taylor for which he won a Grammy. This recent recording found Pizzarelli celebrating his latest trio album, Stage and Screen, and also the 40th anniversary of his debut. We talked about that and more in Studio X, but before our talk, let's begin with a song. Straighten Up and Fly Right with John Pizzarelli at KNKX. A buzzer took a monkey for a ride in air The monkey thought that everything was on a square The buzzer tried to throw the monkey off his back The monkey looked at him and said, now listen, Jack Straighten up and fly right Straighten up and stay right Straighten up and fly right I Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top Ain't no use in diving What's the use of jiving? Straighten up and fly right Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top You see, the buzzer tells the monkey you were choking me Release your hold and I will set you free The monkey looks the buzzer right dead in the eye Says stories touching, but it sounds like a lie So straighten up and fly right Straighten up and stay right Straighten up and fly right I cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top See, the buzzer tells the monkey you were choking me. Yeah, release your hold and I will set you free. The monkey looks the buzzer right dead in the eye and says, I fly to foot to fluji with the floor, floor. Yeah. Straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and stay right. You better straighten up and fly right. I cool down, Papa, don't you blow, don't you blow. Fly right. Thank you. John Pizzarelli in our Studio X at KNKX. It's so great to have you here. There's a new record out called Stage and Screen. Uh, John, it is also the 40th anniversary of your very first record. I'm hip, please don't tell my dad. Looking back, at, I know, great title, right? Uh, your dad was on that record. I wonder, looking back, if uh, you remember that as uh, a record where it's like you had all this music in you, you just had to get it out. 
please get me to the recording studio? Or was it more of a, well, I'm really nervous about this first record? Uh, was I really nervous about this yeah. first record? Yeah. Uh, it was, um, what had happened was, uh, here's the entire story and you can edit as you wish. <laughs> uh, there was a, a label called Stash Records out of Brooklyn. Uh, they had done a, a lot of um, uh, just re-releases of old things and, and then they started to do live records. They had a record with my father, Bucky Pizzarelli and, and Slam Stewart and some other records like that. And I had a song called I Like Jersey Best that I was singing around uh, New Jersey. And, um, and uh, there was a guy who followed us around who said, I'll back you, he's got a, and I was singing songs like Straighten Up and Fly Right. That was the first song that I learned uh, in, in, the, in the jazz genre. <laughs> and so uh, uh, what had happened was they were gonna make two records. There was gonna be a Johnny Hartman record and a John Pizzarelli record. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> but Johnny Hartman wasn't feeling well, and he said, I, I don't think I can go into the studio right now. And they had booked the studio, so they called my father and said, tell the kid, get ready. We're going to make the record like in two days. <laughs> and, and I was like, what? So uh, we went in uh, in May of, uh, of uh, 83. Yeah. <laughs> of May of 83, and... Uh, we went in, we got there around between 9 and 10 a.m. and we left between 4 and 5 a.m., uh, 4 and 5 p.m. with a complete uh, mix of the record. My dad's trio and me singing 10 sides. I had a mix of it by 5 o'clock and went to work that night. It was a Monday night. A Monday morning, we did the thing and I worked that night. And my father came to the gig. <laughs> So I think you had a couple of in, uh, original tunes on that record, am I right? Was it uh, The River is Blue? Wow. You've, the big Here's hits. Looking at You, Kid. Here's Looking at You, Kid, which was uh, sort of like... Uh, Here's Looking at You, Kid. That was like uh, when I was trying to... I thought for a moment, for a, a brief shining moment, uh, I was either going to be Jackson Brown, uh, Billy Joel, James Taylor, uh, or Peter Frampton. <laughs> And I had all these tunes, so I snuck on, here's looking at you, kid. My father thought that was, he, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's pretty good. And uh, The River is Blue was sort of, uh, was inspired by the Amoroso record. It ended up also on a record called All of Me with a big, lush arrangement. Still uh, an un unsung hero of the John Pizzarelli repertoire, The River is Blue. <laughs> Now, you mentioned James Taylor. You actually worked with James recently on an album of standards that he did, American Standards. I think it won a Grammy, too. Oh, I think it did. And I, I think... <laughs> I was uh, reading an article uh, that uh, you were talking about, and you said that he really had an idea of the songs he wanted to do, and then he tailorized them. Tell me about the process of working with James Taylor on uh, tailorizing songs. James Taylorizing. Yeah, so, like... Um uh, let me see what, well, what he would do. He would always come up also. He came up with a lot of great figures. Like on Paper Moon, he was like, It's only a paper moon <laughs> Sailing over a car. But he had this great figure. Yes, it's only a paper moon. It was so great. Wow. And, uh, and there were a lot of things like that. I mean, I remember picking, he just said, if there's any other thing you can think of. So I came up with a chicks and ducks and ducks and geese better And we came up with a bunch of different chords for that. And uh, 
uh, and then he played You've Got to Be Carefully Taught, uh, and he... And he actually, there was one day when he just said, yeah, you really James Taylorized that. And there, was, there was always a lick where he liked this. Uh, we'd always put those little licks in. He, he did uh, uh, My Heart Stood Still. And it was, that was the beauty of the record is that he James Taylorized the songs. And he had a harmonic vision, too. So it wasn't just, you know, he really went in on it. And it was really fun. We had a, you know, what's... What's not to like about sitting in a barn with James Taylor for weeks on end? And that's kind of the point of jazz, too, is to take a song and make it your own, to personalize it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you James know, Taylor. when you think about... Uh, you think that people would have had enough of silly love songs. I look around them and I see it isn't so. Some people want to live the world of silly love songs. What's wrong with that? Yeah, that was uh, like the, that Paul Paul McCartney record. That right. was the whole idea. Find uh, and the Beatle record before that. Find uh, some nice chords that work and think of them as jazz songs and not Beatle songs, and then hopefully it works out. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hear a song Pizzarelliized. Oh wow! How about? Uh, um, I'll, I'll I'll play this one. It seems we stood and talked like this before we looked at each other in the same way then but I can't remember where or when the clothes you're wearing are the clothes you wore the smile you smiling you were smiling then but I can't remember where or when some things that happen for the first time they seem to John Pizzarelli in our Studio X. Um, for a, a fellow who seems to be so comfortable on stage and working all the time, the pandemic shutdown must have been miserable for you. Of course, you found a pretty quick outlet with a streaming series. Uh, tell us how that came about. And... <laughs> well, when they throw lemons at you. <laughs> you know, I hadn't, been on, uh, I hadn't been on Facebook for a couple of years, and I had to do a concert. Somebody, the... the the local 802, the, the union in New York, uh, set up this thing where uh, they would do these Facebook concerts for all of the uh, uh, 
the emergency workers in all, the, in all of the emergency rooms and things. They had like a break room and they had TVs and they would have these little hour-long concerts from different musicians. And they asked me to do it, so I had to go back on to Facebook and figure out what it was. And, um, uh, and we you know, literally put the camera on a table. We were in a cabin and uh, put it on a table be with a book behind it and looked at it and said, well, it looks like us, you know, and, uh, and, and did the thing. And, and I was sort of like, well, if we do that, you know, and we saw people starting to do these concerts online. I said, well, why don't we... My wife and I, I said, why don't we try and do this maybe and figure out like a, like a concert. What would be good? Well, maybe a Thursday night would be good around 6 o'clock because Friday night everybody's doing something else. Well, I don't know what they're doing at that point. <laughs> so uh, we did a little show. We called it It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. And, and uh, what it morphed into was on Monday, like I had one activity every day of the, of the pandemic. Uh, Monday was put the... Uh, request up on Facebook that says, I'm doing a show Thursday, what are your requests? Uh, and then uh, I think Tuesday was recyclables. Uh, <laughs> I forget what Wednesday was. Thursday was the, con oh, Wednesday was collect all those requests, make a list, and uh, find lyrics to songs you don't know and things like that. Thursday was do the show. And Friday I had a lesson. Uh, there was a guy in, uh, who's now a dear friend of mine and uh, I did a, uh, I had a guitar, a Zoom lesson with him. He was in California. He says, I want to learn all the chords to the songs. Well, I was like, okay. <laughs> so he'd sit there and go, you know, the, and, and, and like if, you, if I had like a, one of those, uh, you know, where you start it and it just goes real fast. And at the end, he's like going, he's like playing great. So that was the thing. So Thursday nights was, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, six o'clock Eastern. And uh, we would do an hour long concert. And uh, it just—I uh, mean, it's—it's—it's—it just as it hit me again, you know, what we what we did, you know, it was crazy. You actually managed to stay pretty busy in the last few years, putting out a lot of records. Um, Stage and Screen is the latest, but there was also a, a wonderful Pat Metheny tribute album, and maybe we could hear a song from that. And sure. Tell us about your appreciation for Pat Metheny, who seems like a a different style of guitarist than you are. Well, you know. It, in a sense, yes, he is, but his compositions are so great. He writes great songs. And, uh, uh, and I've loved his records since the, the Pat Metheny group record with Phase Dance and all those things on it with Mark Egan and Danny Gottlieb and Lyle, Lyle Mays. And so uh, the one thing that I was doing, my parents passed uh, April 1st and April 8th of 2020. So... Uh, what I would do then, some like in May, or actually all throughout that, I would just wake up early in the morning and I would start to play and I was like, what, what can I really work on? And the, the, the funny part was is that my father played all the songs. So I'd sit down and I'd say, play some, well, Bucky played that. And I'd play this, well, he played that. And so I wanted to work on something that I, would be new to me. And, and James, which I'll play for you, was the first song that I thought, well, I used to play James when I was 25, but I never played the middle part right. I always screwed it up, so I said, I think I got a little time to learn it. So I started to learn these things, and I posted them on Instagram. I would, like, learn James. I put it up there, and then I played Last Train Home, and I put it, and my buddy Rick Hayden in, uh, in uh, Illinois said, he, we would talk every day, and, and he just said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're not doing this anymore. 
I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we're going to record them. Why put them out there? You can make a record. I don't know how to make a record. Well, you have an iPad, right? Yeah. Here's all. I'll send you the thing. And, and we hooked it all up. And I made a record. I'm going to need my glasses for this. Uh, but uh, so I made a record of 14 Pat Metheny songs. And this is James, obviously written, uh, named for James Taylor. So uh, there's the tie-in to my Grammy Award. So here's James. Am I up? Yes, here we go. Pizzarelli playing Pat Metheny on uh, KNKX right here in our Studio X. Next time we want to hear Pat Metheny play The River is Blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we'll get him in. <laughs> uh, John Pizzarelli's latest album is called Stage and Screen, a collection of music from the stage, stage and Screen, screen. Um, which is not necessarily something new for you. And I, I understand that a lot of the songs actually came together before you had the album title. You're looking at all this collection and said, well, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, what we did was uh, a lot of, a number of the songs came from the Five O'Clock Somewhere requests. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was, is that I knew that, uh, I knew that going into a year of playing, 
uh, I was going to need to make a record, and the other thing was to have a theme. So when I put all the songs together, I was sort of going, oh, stage and screen sounds like a theme. You know, you, when you play, wherever you play, they say, well, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to do stage and screen from the new, oh, great. And that, that's all they want to know. And when you put it up online, those are the things. So that was the, the idea. And it was, it was open enough that I could figure out exactly what it was going to be and things like that. So I know it's a dumb answer, but it was the <laughs> truth, unfortunately. <laughs> One of the songs I got a kick out of is uh, You're All the World to Me, which I always remember is the, the song where Fred Astaire dances on the ceiling. ceiling and yeah. yeah, so uh, how did you come around to that song? That, that was well, For the a, same reason. Yeah. I, had, I had known that uh, there was, uh, was I, you know what? I heard it on a Tony Bennett record. Ah, there you go. He did a Fred Astaire record, and I remember thinking, oh, that's, uh, you know, da 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 It's so great. And uh, uh, so that's how I remember thinking about it. Uh, so all those records came out, I guess, in the late 80s, early 90s. And I was on the radio in those days. So uh, that, and I remember seeing the, you can actually get, go on YouTube and see how the camera turned while he danced on the ceiling. And they can show you how it, the, the room turned. But when you see it, it doesn't turn, you know, that kind of thing, how they did it, in other words. Old it's a beautiful school. bit of business. Yeah, really remarkable old school mu uh, movie magic. Yes. It's remarkable. Uh, now, uh, we're thrilled to have you here solo, but you've got a fantastic trio on the record and at Jazz Alley with uh, Mike Karn and Isaiah J. Thompson, bass mm -hmm. and piano. Tell us about working with those two cats. They've become my dearest friends on the planet. And... Uh, uh, Mike Karn, uh, when I was looking for a bass player, I asked uh, Harry Allen and John Mosca, my two trusted associates in New York City, Harry Allen, a great tenor player, and John Mosca, who in, that, in those days was running the Vanguard, Village Vanguard Orchestra, jazz orchestra, had been in the band with Mel Lewis and Thad Jones. And uh, we always worked together, and I said, I need a bass player. Who do you got? And they, uh, uh, there was a list from Harry of five guys and a list from John of five guys, and the only name that matched up was Mike Karn. I said, well, Mike Karn must be somebody. Uh, and I remember I texted, and they said, give me the number. I texted Mike Carr, and I said, hey, it's Pizzarelli, and, uh, you know, maybe we can play together. And he goes, is this a joke? <laughs> I said, it's really John Pizzarelli. <laughs> He's like, sure. So, uh, uh, and we just matched up immediately, you know, with the bass and the rhythm guitar. And, and then same thing. Uh, I had a piano player leave the group, and uh, I wrote Christian McBride. And I said, uh... And it, there's a longer part of the story, but, you know, it, well, this would be a six-part series, right? Uh, what had happened was I had, I had done an evening at a, at a film center in Pleasantville, uh, New York, the Jacob Burns Film Center, where we make our records. And uh, there's a jazz month in, in May. And, they, and this particular night, they had, I was the host, and we showed a thing, and I played. And then we said, we have these youngsters here from the Jazz House Kids. It's run by Melissa Walker, which is Christian McBride's wife. And it's in Montclair, New Jersey, and these kids get to hang around with Christian McBride and everybody who he brings in and play jazz. And I remember this kid on the piano, because uh, he had a hat on. And, uh, and I was thinking when I left that night, I said, that kid would be great in the band, uh, but he's got to go to his prom still. He was, <laughs> he was 16, but he was so good. It just had a, a, a thing about him. And then, so I wrote Christian McBride. This is now a bunch of years later. I write Christian McBride. I need a piano player. Who are the young kids? You know who all the young kids are. 
And it was Isaiah J. Thompson, bum, 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 bum. And I went, that's that guy. And uh, so the only way you find people these days is you talk to your daughter and say, you know how to work the, this stuff. And she went, click, 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 click. She goes, there he is. And I said, say hello for me, and I want him in my band. And she went, click, 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 click. He says, uh, when do you want to meet? I said, oh, this is amazing. So, uh, and uh, he's, a, he's a superstar. He's just, uh, he's amazing. And I was lucky enough, uh, uh, Tata Taka made it here once with us, too. Uh, Tata Taka Uno uh, was with us before that, too. So those two piano players uh, have been like blessings in my life. Uh, uh, you know, just great piano players, great human beings. I mean, when you got to hang out in airports in Reno for a, five hours, it, you're happy to be with Isaiah and Mike. Because uh, they're, they're, they're as good, good as people on the planet, you know. And these are all members, uh, guitar, uh, bass, uh, piano, all members of the rhythm section, but without a drum uh, player in the band. Um, how does that affect the way you all have to kind of support each other rhythmically? Well, you know, the guitar is the, is the hi-hat. You know, so it's like... Uh, 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 yeah, here it is. So here's the blues in B flat, and I'll be, I'll sing the bass as 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 badly as possible. So it's like, so that was the the, the guitar acts as the hi hat, and the bass. So you can go boom boom. That's basically what happens. So everybody has a role, and uh, uh, there's no you can't take off, you know. And that, but you have to. You, uh, it's it's a it's the beauty of the of the thing. It's the same thing, you know, when you heard Oscar Moore, uh, Johnny Miller, and Nat Cole. Everybody had a role in that group, and then and there's just so much you can do with it. Actually, I liked it too because I wanted another soloist. If it was guitar, bass, and drums. Uh, because the trio thing is economically feasible, uh, and uh, you know uh, there'd be a lot of guitar, bad guitar, if it was if it was piano. I mean, if it was just guitar, bass, and drums. So it was it's great to have a, another uh, harmonic instrument there to to lean on. We encourage all of our audience members to head on out to Jazz Alley, catch the full trio there there through Sunday. Uh, we've got time for one more solo piece, John. Okay. How would you like to finish? Uh, I've been married 25 years as of August 1st this year, and I thought well, I'd play our uh, wedding song to close out. And it's, uh, uh, oh, by the way, Where or When is from the new album, and we encourage you to buy in bulk. Uh, and this is, uh, this is the song uh, Jessica likes to say is apropos for two Catholics from the tri-state area. I got rhythm, I got music, I got my gal looking as for anything more. I got daisies in green pastures, I got my gal looking as for anything more. Old man trouble, I don't mind him, you won't find him at my door. I got starlight, I got 
got sweet dreams. I got my gal who could ask for anything more. Who could ask for anything more? Thanks so much to our good friend John Pizzarelli. You can connect to his previous sessions and our huge archive of exclusive performances at knkx.org. Pizzarelli's latest trio album with Isaiah J. Thompson and Mike Karn on piano and bass is called Stage and Screen. Thanks to Studio X audio engineer Mo Proventure and video producer Parker Blome and our promotions director Brenda Goldstein-Young. I'm Abe Beeson. Thanks to you for listening.